On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Longshot's off-track betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Wisconsin! You wanted to poop in a plastic box? You got a plastic box to poop in! The hottest festival season in the world, 2018. You're listening to the Cobras and Fire Podcast. Part of the Decibel Geek Podcast Network. It's festival season, people, which means it's also porta potty season. Pack your butt wipes. So I found myself in the sun. Oh yeah. A hell of a place to end a run. Oh yeah. Welcome to Cobras and Fire. I am with the should have worn shorts, loose Cannon. Loose, how are you? God damn it! Um, welcome, welcome to Broken Bulb Studios. By oh the. my god, I am back in Minnesota, the place yes. where apparently the uh, your the previous owner of this home was a uh, I don't know somebody from Wizard of Oz. It was built in the late eighteen uh, hundreds. Yeah. Uh, so people were much shorter then. I guess so. I mean, it's also got a raised floor there. I don't know if you see that, but uh. <laughs> I don't know. But I do not remember that vent there last time. <laughs> That's fine. Yes, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, good to have you back in the 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 North Star State. Yes. That's what you call it. Yeah, that's what I, I I like to call it the North Star. Isn't State. Isn't it called yeah. Pig Eye? St. <laughs> Paul was called uh, Pig's Eye originally, yes. Pig's Eye, yeah. And, oh, God, that was an extra world hit. <laughs> Good thing there's no light bulb oh, in there. man. Anyway, your studio is beautiful as always. Um, lots of conversation pieces everywhere. Mm-hmm. And... I like to keep it, uh, keep it tight. But yeah, why don't you tell everybody why I'm here? 
Well, you came. Uh, we've kind of talked about it on the show. You were here for Northern Invasion. Yes. Correct. Let me let me just ask you something real quick. You've heard me talk about it on the show before, um, and I've always kind of talked. We, we've always kind of agreed, other than the first year, this, is, yeah. this has been one of the more underwhelming festivals lineup-wise for than the other ones for AEG do. Right. But I always talk about how I go. I usually find a band or two that uh, really did it for me, but I always had fun. I have also you know raved about the venue. Now you've been there. Right. We saw probably what I, both of us, I think, think was the worst lineup they've ever had, <laughs> uh, at least on paper. And that's what I decided to come for. <laughs> did, did, yeah. Did, uh, do you, do you, do you still agree with my overall synopsis over the years or how, how would you say it? Well, it's a, you want to describe what Northern Invasion even is real quick for the listeners? Well, it's part of the loudest month of the year from, uh, AEG, one of the five festivals, I think. Right. That all take place in May. I think, well, I think one started at the end of April. They all but, have, the, one of the few that doesn't have rock in the title. Yep. Um, yep. and it's, uh, one of the few reasons I'll go into Wisconsin <laughs> is for a rock and right. roll festival. Right. But yeah, it's a two day rock festival. Yep, and you want my general just overview? Well, quick? yeah. Would yeah, you sure. agree with that? That basically, even though the music wasn't probably the bands you'd pick, did you have fun? Did you like the venue? I did. I did. I think that the I've been to Rock on the Range, which now apparently is the twentieth highest grossing festival of any genre on earth, which I was shocked to read about in Ohio, which is essentially a so- soccer stadium. The second, and third uh, stages are outside on both ends of the the, the stadium. Um, this, on in contrast, is a, just a beautiful open amphitheater with tons of room. No matter how busy it gets, you still have a, a place not to be up against you know the, the sweaty unwashed masses you have. Mm-hmm. And yes, I will tell you this much too: the lineup wasn't great, but definitely some highlights and things flew faster than I have experienced at the other festivals I've been to. Cool. That's my overall. Yeah. Yeah. We're happy to have you here in Minnesota. And, <laughs> well, and what, what do you think of Wisconsin? Uh, is that your first time there? No, my, my parents are originally from um, outside of Milwaukee. Oh, I, so I, I had I, no I, idea. I, I, I know you're going to do that like some terrible thing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man. I mean, I mean, m- much respect to to, to Camaro's uh, family tree. I think, that, I think that has I think that's more than one branch. How many but, people had, were there? <laughs> do you think he's related to? <laughs> I don't know. I might have run into a few actually. Yeah. But but in 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 that with all a lot that, of Camaros in the parking lot. <laughs> I did notice that. Yeah, yeah. And Gremlins. But yeah. I didn't see any of the Gremlin family. Yeah. But no, they had. In general, the El I mean, Camino capital of the world is Somerset. Ooh, really? <laughs> yeah. They love the half truck, half cars. <laughs> is that what El Camino means? I, is I can't decide what the fuck I am. Yeah, it was. Maybe. Like, like, I think it's the first transgender car. Was, what do you think? <laughs> you got to the joke quicker than I did. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I think the. Um, I did notice though that Bruce Jenner had one. Did yeah. you notice that? <laughs> I think he's opened a shop, Murray. <laughs> Bruce Jenner's El Caminos. <laughs> Like, wow. Yeah. All right. We're uh, off and running, right? Yeah. Okay. So, in, in short, even the drunkest uh, moshing idiot there was actually endearing. Yeah. Like, there was nobody that was really. Those, a, are, those a, are my people loose. Yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, there, there, there was not a real dickhole versus the Ohio people. You're just like, get away from me. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, it's, it was a different vibe. I can tell you that. Plus, the one, the high elevation one I've meant to. Anyway, we'll get into it, but in general, hey, if you're around here, if they have a decent lineup, it's very efficient, you're going to see a bunch of bands, even if there's only three or four that day you like, you're still going to have a good time. 
Probably the biggest problem is that there isn't like any uh, non-camping lodging nearby. You're at least a 20-minute right. drive to a hotel. Right. Because a lot of this audience is uh, an older crowd. You think they would try to do some of this stuff a little more right. close to that. That'd be my only bitch. So. Which, which probably relates to the people passed out at 1 o'clock on the hills sometimes from, <laughs> from the camping and the pre-partying. And yeah, like exactly. And, but, uh, but, uh, but they, they, they do go? offer very premium packages to bus you to and from a hotel in Minnesota. Oh, but they do? The, yeah, it's like $40 a ride each it's way. And then the Can you imagine being on that bus at the end of the night, though? <laughs> I might kill myself. Oh, what if you miss crowd. it because you're too hammered oh, or something? Oh, God. That, your Uber is going to cost $150. Yeah. They had taxis lined up. Yeah, uh, when I haven't we seen a taxi in years. Yeah. I didn't even know that, that was a... They're, they're trying to get there to beat the Ubers. So. I guess so. Anyway, so... What do you want to start with? What do you want to talk well, about? Well, let's get back to the beer of the week. We haven't touched on it in a while. We need we to, you know, uh, it was it was fun, and that's mainly why I want to keep it going. We kind of sure. covered what we needed to. Uh, yep. um, so, but we'll uh, get start building up costs for next year. Uh, one of our show, uh, um, I don't know what do you what do you, what do you even call Steve? Is he a contributor? Sure, he is. Uh, an, anom- he is. an anomaly. Steve has always been with us from the beginning. In one yeah, way, shape, in, or form. in one way or you know, he'll always be there too. You've been confused with Steve at the yeah. Uh, show oh yeah we'll get into that in a little bit hopefully the the more obscure listener will enjoy that story Mm -hmm. um but that's uh, all of our listeners yeah that's right the far and few between (laughs) far and few between 10 million downloads an episode yeah something like that unconfirmed yeah unconfirmed Uh, unverified or whatever the term is yeah so steve bought us a round of uh you know why don't you just wait right here i'm gonna go get yours okay good good i'm very excited about this you hear that sound? Those aren't sound effects, kids. That's actually Baco opening the door to his studio. And by door, I mean a four-foot hobbit door um, that should actually be cut in a circle like the, the, the one Bilbo Baggins had. Oh, my goodness. Look at this. Would you like to tell the listeners what you're uh, holding? What, this is what I've won today. I have in my hands a Budweiser Freedom Reserve Red Lager. This Red Lager is brewed with toasted barley grains for a slightly sweet aroma with a thick bunch of <laughs> other bullshit we'll put on the next two lines to convince you that it's not horrible. Supposedly a Red Lager. All so. right, well, let's try it out. I haven't, I haven't had it yet. And actually, and it looks like they actually um, went and Budweiser bought the Red Stripe factory. Yeah, <laughs> because this is exactly the same bottle mm. from that. But here we go. Hold All on. right, I'll go first. Okay, here we go. It's okay. Well, let me try. Let me do. Let me do my full review, though, if you wouldn't mind. Go ahead. Okay. Budweiser Freedom Reserve Red Lager. <laughs> eh, not that bad. Okay. Um. Yeah, I would say basically the same thing. Is is it's a little stiffer than their normal stuff? Five point four. Oh, it is. Oh, yeah. wow. Um, Snake up on a young man. Full. It says. Does it say? What, what are folds of honor? <laughs> Look at the bottom. I bet it's some charity. I oh. think I think you're laughing at something that that's uh, terrible. It's a military flag being folded. I'm sorry. I just thought it was what my belly was like after this. I, I will say this, and hopefully I'm not offending any listeners because you know I'm not above drinking a Budweiser. I'm not uh, snobbish <laughs> uh, like somebody else in this room, but. That was an adventure in it and seems, of itself this weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Discovering something halfway through. Right. Uh, they seem to have kind of like, re- either they know what they're doing or I'm, I, I'm, they're making a huge mistake with the way they're, because remember last year they did like, they changed their name to America for like the 4th of July weekend. Sure. And you bought Amer- cans America's of America beer. beer. Or whatever, sure. Um, yeah. And it seems like they're really going, because they're trying to be macro and try to point out that they're not, because what's happening is all these micro beers are taking a dent out of the bigger beer companies, Anheuser-Busch. It's not just a Bush. dent. It actually, I think it's actually 
Well, to, it's, it's a sizable reduction. Oh, I think yeah. combined, they have microbrews possibly are almost at of having more of a share than the macros now. Whatever the numbers, fine, it, fine. It, it, it's a lot They're for... They're definitely encroaching on their yeah, territory. Yeah, cons- considering what they used to be, you know, yes. basically just yes. the standard beer everywhere. Right, right. Now there's a different audience. Um they're instead of trying to do stuff to 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 you know embolden themselves to the beer drinkers out there, they almost seem to be trying to embolden themselves to like the Trump voter out there. Mm-hmm. That's the way I feel. Yeah, it's just like this patriotic bullshit, and it's right. just it's like Kid I Rock's don't know. family favorite beer, and mm-hmm. blah blah blah. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, the there beer is, is fine right there. Yeah. Um, I suppose they actually on the back it just says America. Fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, thank you, Steve. Yes, appreciate it very much. So let's get down to some business. Um, well, let's talk real quick before we get into Northern Invasion. Yep. Rock and Pod Expo 2 is coming up in sure. Nashville. Um, we'll be uh, basically sandwiched on the outside of Toomey in a booth. Uh, he's going to be the meat in the Cobras and Fire sandwich. Yeah, I, have, I have some interesting things to mention about Toomey later in the episode, just as a tease, too. Okay. Ooh, right on. If you're listening, Josh, which I know you are. <laughs> One of the eighth, eight, 80 podcasts you listen to per week, I think, at your work. Yeah, he Not must have. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I fall so far behind on podcasts because yeah, I, I can't yeah. listen to him. Can, can, can I go into that real quick with you, real quick? Yes. Before we go to the expo, I just need to give a little quote to people. This is a conversation I had with, with Baco last week, and I simply asked him, you know, when you get to listen to these things and you go, I am a man. I'm not a just a child that wears <laughs> that wears earbuds and headphones. I want to listen to music. I listen to it in my car or I play it out. I'm not wearing headphones. Those are for kids. What the hell does that even mean? I don't listen to almost anything with headphones. Well, okay. Once in a while, uh, when my wife's watching a show I don't like, I might whip out the laptop and listen to something with headphones on. So you don't on. have the luxury of listening to headphones at work, basically. Well, I, you have people constantly coming up to you and telling you things. You wouldn't do it even if you could. I would not do it at work with headphones. I wish I had an office where I could just like play it and have it going on. What I listen to at work is sports podcasts. Okay. Uh, basically, because you know there's no swearing and it basically just sounds like sports talk radio. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, because of the, the the podcasts I listen to that are music related, they typically have language that is inappropriate for like work. Us? Yeah, like us. Yes. I, I can never listen to our show at work. <laughs> I one. How obnoxious would that be if you did listen to yourself at work? Uh, oh my. <laughs> One time uh, early on, I listened to a little bit. I was just trying to listen to something. I got called back to shipping. Yeah, yeah. And I went back, and I come back, and the the uh, human resources slash IT guy, who's the owner's brother, is at my desk. Oh and somewhere, and he's he's a homosexual. I use the term gay. Uh-huh. You know, it's in the slang sense. And right, so it's something so, I'm actually so, trying to try to not do, to be honest with you. But basically saying, like, that's silly. Yeah. Like, oh, that's gay. Right, I think I even, right. like, joked that not the good kind, because to me, the, the homosexual would be yeah, the yeah. good kind. Right, right, right. But whatever. It was an inappropriate joke. It was at my desk at work, and it was the owner of his brother. So, yeah. And where did that go? Uh, I It was an unpleasant conversation. I just apologized to him, basically. I wow. just said that that's okay. he, he So, my the point is, you should on. wear headphones. See, all, well, that could have, all that could have been avoided. I'm just surprised as a music fan because I will certainly listen to stuff cranked up in the car or anything like that, but mm-hmm. headphones, that's where you hear all the little intricacies sometimes if you have good headphones. You don't you don't believe in that. It's just not comfortable. I okay, just, you fine. know, I, uh, you don't have e- earbuds in general. I didn't uh, say earbuds. No, no, I know. Cans. No. Cans. <laughs> cans. Uh, I, I, I'll, I will at times, if, but if I don't have to, I don't. In other words, if I'm just like... Uh, during sports, like that's not football, especially regular season. I'll watch hockey, basketball, baseball, mm. volume down. I'll yeah. listen to podcasts then. I'll listen to records. You know. Well, I, I just find it funny that you think that that's not comfortable, yet you do wear wooden shoes because <laughs> you're a hundred percent throwing them in the factory line, breaking them. No, just MP3 only. Down with streaming. Oh, Burn God. the place down. 
All right, we'll get into it. Yeah. I, I have a whole thing. Let's say that for another episode. We will. Maybe. I have yeah. a lot of back and forth to come. The downgrading of the, listening. The difficulty to... of me having to basically send you things to listen to. It's why you don't listen to new music as much. We'll get into all that a little bit later then uh, in, in a different episode. But uh, let's talk about Rock and Pod 2 coming up in uh, Nashville on August 25th. Absolutely. Drink your red lager. Yeah. Freedom Reserve never to be Freedom. Made. Freedom. This is what freedom tastes like, Luz. It does. Let me see. I'd rather be in prison. <laughs> Actually, I'm going to downgrade my uh, review of eh, not that bad to just eh. Yeah. I don't know. I don't need a second one. I am not going to finish that one. I'm just letting uh, you know right now. Okay. <laughs> but continue. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> Rock and Pod 2. <laughs> yeah. What about it? What do you We're going. Say? We're going to be we, uh, well, manned a- up. Ask, and, ask me what my percentage of, of chance I'm going to be there with you. Oh, that's right. We're doing this again. Now. We, we are. We're we are. On the thermometer, what is it? At, at zero or 100? I would say it's about 10% uh, chance I'm going to be there right now. I'm, try- I'm trying my best to figure things out. But it is a very uh, busy weekend in the Can household. Mm. Happens to be, but I, I I look forward to being there. But regardless, now when you were talking about the same thing just today, yesterday, when alcohol was involved, it seemed like your percentage was higher. <laughs> well, that was because because of my confidence and be able to sell my argument <laughs> was higher then. I think actually your guys were, had had more of a more, you more need fodder. Us to fly out to Denver and help you out here. Oh yeah, I need an intervention. Yeah. Okay. okay. Anyway, so the point being is that uh, I definitely would love to be there, but even if I'm not, listen. Baco is a man of the people. He is the ambassador of the show. He is the one invited to the parties. The people that that invite. He's the one invited on other shows. Me. I am exactly the asshole you think I am. <laughs> I have been excluded. Nobody's inviting me to these interviews. Nobody's nobody's having me go on to their shows. You've been with uh, uh, Victor Mars Attacks. You've been mm, doing yes. you've been doing the rounds promoting the show. The man, the face, unfortunately, of the podcast, <laughs> Baco will definitely be there. Yes, yes. Unless something tragic happens, my ticket, my flight's booked, hotel reservations <laughs> made. Uh, Toomey and I have already got a bro date set up. Good. Uh, Rooming, I'm, sharing I'm, beds. Um, and uh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. So tell, tell the people, let's do a quick Rock and Pod Expo promo. Okay. Uh, Rock and Pod is uh, basically a, a gathering of, of us kind of weird loser podcasters. Correct. Yes. But uh, besides that, you get the uh, mm-hmm. opportunity to buy like records and things of that nature. But the big thing, I mean, let's just skip to the headline. Vinny Vincent's going to be there this yep. year. That's going to be the big ticket seller. He's going to be signing stuff. I think you can buy tickets for his stuff uh, on the. There's some link in the Rock and Pod thing. You know, we right. should we should be a little better prepared. But yeah, yeah go to rockandpodnashville.com or just Google Rock and Pod Nashville. You'll find all the information. But uh, yeah, for Vinny fans, you can get stuff signed. You can meet Vinny, get a picture with him, all this kind of stuff, and then. Uh, for free, you get to hang out with me. Um, uh, and if you want to buy me a right. beer, I'll probably drink it. So. Exactly, exactly. And well, also, you've got uh, uh, Brian Head... Brian Welch? Brian Head Welch from Corn. Yep, guitarist. Yeah. And uh, also Nashville resident, I assume. Maybe. I would assume. Yeah, a lot, anyway, of, a lot of these right. guys do live in do Nashville. Live in Nashville like that. You've got... A lot of returning ones. Those are the two major new ones this year. Yes, those are, those are going to be the headliners out. right now. He, they're they're announcing more all the time. Right. Um, but yeah, look, you know, even if you only got a couple bucks, you can chip in. There, there's a crowd funder. If you can't make it, we're offering what five dollars. I'll send you a bunch of stickers for Cobras right, and Fire. Right. If for a hundred bucks, you can co-host our show. Actually, today, actually, we've decided that we are going to do, uh, inspired by one of the other shows, we're going to do it for fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. Come, come on our show. We we want as many people to come in. We're going to lower our price 
because we want more people to, to jump in because uh, we, we've seen some people that uh, definitely are definitely listeners of our show that have done other shows for, for a lower price like that. So okay. in any way you want to contribute, is, it's great. I mean, I think Chris, the interview you did with him summed it up perfectly. About yeah, the, that's a great rele- sales pitch rele- Relevance forward. of, of podcasts. New media. On, new media and everything like that. And, and with the Vinnie Vincent thing, just getting in the door, you're going to have them break down, lick it up, albums unleashed, mm-hmm. top to bottom. Yeah, that's just included that's, in the in the show. That's in the, included in the thing. You just can watch price. that. That's going to be ten to bucks. Extremely interesting. That's that's the one. Like they did the one that they did uh, his album, but uh, on the sh- on Decibel Geek. But I would love to hear the whole breakdown of that. So yeah, I'm looking interested. forward to that for yeah. sure. Yeah. And if you're coming and you contribute, you can do the show live with us there. Um, but if you're not, we, we can set up a Skype or even a phone interview and, and work it that way. So. Right, that's what I'm saying. If you want to contribute early, we'll definitely get you on, get you on a segment, a choice, a topic, or whatever like that. Yeah, you and, pick and you pick the show theme, uh, You Bust Our Balls, um, yeah. whatever you want, really. Exactly. So then Jason Kearney can actually be in our show. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, you're calling him out. <laughs> You got that, Kearney? That's right. Or is Cunningham? Yeah, that too. I told, I, I told you, Todd, Cunningham butt-dialed me the other day, didn't I? I know. That's the, yeah. only, way, that's the only way he knows how to dial. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a special phone. That's the only reason him. he ever called me is by accident. But anyway. Cunningham.
yeah, you want to kick off the, you know, breaking down our experience, you want me just to kind of run down the lineup quickly? Yeah, let's like get into it. Up? Yeah, okay, so let, the, let the people know. Yes. So Somerset, Wisconsin, 12th and 13th, Saturday, Sunday, Fest. And the first band that day is Cold Kingdom. They have been like the first band there at least three of the four years. Really? I, God. I'd never even heard of them, period. I think they're local and they won a radio show contest. So apparently they they, they They're can... the only people that enter every year. Maybe. I don't okay, know. Okay. All right. Have you ever seen them? No. Ding. Next. Uh, okay. Well, what was next? Big story. Didn't see them. No story. Okay. No story. All right. And then we've got Grandson. That's a reason I started walking away from the main stage early. So <laughs> he was what? on. When we walked in, uh, I heard, my name is Grandson. And I'm here to have fun. Genius, right? Yeah. Come on. If you hear that, you don't know you're going to have a good time. Yeah, it was not my cup of tea. No. First off, your song, your, speaking of fam, Pe- you know, Grand- People listen to Grandson almost exclusively on headphones. <laughs> you want to use your, your young oh, old. You're saying that's, yeah. Okay, okay. I got you what you're saying. I don't think they listen. I'm, I'm not in his demographic. I don't think that anybody listens to him. And then, by the way, um, using, you know, Grandson, Cousins, great meeting the family this weekend. You oh, know, thank you. It's my transitional there, yeah. my, my my segue. And uh, meeting your uh, future family. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shout out to Logan. That's right. <laughs> we, we know you're not listening. <laughs> uh. And also, you know, obviously my, my friends are there, but they're very uh, powerful and, and important people in real life. So I'll just call them Rob and Chris. And they walked around. <laughs> they walked around in a bubble. <laughs> uh. Well, they had, I, I only could have it some of the time. I'm closing this door again. But yeah, so that was nobody yet, and then kind of hit. Uh, there's a band called uh, I think it's Dube. Dube. <laughs> I think it's Dube, but I, <laughs> I think I, it's Dube. I, I didn't see them either. They didn't have the. Um, uh, what are those two things above the O's in Motorhead? Um, umlaut. <laughs> Umlauts. I think uh, it's actually not an umlaut on that. Uh, By the way, isn't it interesting that only in rock that umlauts are grammatically correct in. Anytime there's a vowel, yeah, I'm not even sure what they mean, really. Because they're like, not they, properly using any of the okay. band names, I think. So Motley Definitely Crue not Motley doesn't Crue. Even, yeah. They just grabbed it and threw it on there. Who had it first? Did Motorhead have it? Oh, yeah. And then they stole it from them yeah. or adopted it. Is anybody else have them? Oh, yes. That's right. Love Razor. Didn't, didn't Queensryche <laughs> use them for a while? <laughs> Did I don't they? know. I don't know. Right. Probably a lot not. of umlauts and rock. But, uh, <laughs> but Dubé, uh, well, why don't you go through a couple... Uh, things you want to talk about because I definitely want to feature a song by them, but this is one of these bands that I kind of stumbled upon the day before. This is another version of this. This this AEG is notorious about this. This list that we're looking at is not the list we saw. Like we mentioned before, Wilson is not on this list. This band wasn't on this list until at least a week before yeah. it came out. What do you think really happens? I don't think it's an actual bait and switch. No, I don't. I think what happens is people sign up for things and I'm going to say, because they're not touring at all, that Wilson or one of these lower bands say, you know what, we're not going to do the pay-to-play thing. Or it doesn't make sense for us to do it right now. Okay. There wasn't any kind of conflict. If you look on their schedule, there's no schedule. Right. Um, and Crowbot's and I, not doing nothing, so you know the bass player's not busy. All that kind of stuff. So I just think the la- last minute, they're just like, well, you're going to throw somebody else in here. But it isn't just them. You see this every year, like you were every, pointing every out. Every year, so. every single thing. But that was one of them, again, that I looked at and like, who? But this was one of my discoveries, but I want to you continue with any well, the kind first of band that I got stuff. into on that first day was the Bronx. Uh, okay, you know, well, I, let's start with them. We'll, we'll do Duvet a little bit later. Then that's cool. Okay, yeah, they were good. Um, 
They, uh, I don't know them that well. I, I kind of went down their rabbit hole a little bit, uh, just doing some research for the last episode where I played a song we hadn't played before that we played before. Yep. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a mistake. I have a song yeah. that we actually haven't played. They, they played that too. Here. Two birds, one stone. That did. was probably yeah. my highlight. They oh, were yeah. fun. I thought I, I, I kind of kind of got a unique sound and look, you know. And they're yep. not from New York. Okay, so the Bronx. You liked? Uh, yeah, I mean, their lead singer. Um, he kind of reminds me of like a short I, fat pit bull. <laughs> No. Well, I guess, or yeah, kind of, because then you've got, he reminded me of Ivan Moody, except uh, not a douchebag, and talented. <laughs> yeah. And yes, the Bronx is kind of like Five Finger Death Punch for people who like music. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they sound actually nothing like them, but he is just a, no, not at all. a good good front man, um, a little punky, quick three-minute songs. But yeah, as far as the Bronx, if you haven't checked them out, the only albums I actually like them, they have five, and they're creatively called One, Two, Three, Four, Five. Okay. Um, and consistent. Consistent, yes. Uh, they have a really cool logo, too, their latest one. The last two album covers. The the one that I really like is number four. That one is great. I listened to that right before I, I came uh, to the, the show, and that is awesome. There's like maybe one song I'd take off, off of it. Okay. So if you're going to get into the Bronx... Start there. Start in that album. Start with four. Because um, if you probably checked out from their set, their songs can go from extremely much more rocking or rough than you would think, mm-hmm. like as far as the screamo and stuff like that. Okay. But those... They definitely have a f- punk edge to them. Right. But number four and five, their most recent ones, have much more melodic... Like, com- I really like them. That's where I think they hit their stride for me. Because their, <laughs> their first three are very much different. Okay. So... Well, there you and go. their show, and but the only thing is, with the show, they only played two songs that I knew out of like seven or eight songs because of that, because they're playing their old stuff. Well, let's play a track from right now. What do you want to play? Uh, let's do "Along for the Ride."
me throw it to you. I mean, you obviously you're working media for Decibel Geek. By the way, two days in a row, I, I was definitely the loose cannon. I should have wore shorts guy. Yeah. Told by a general Minnesota man, yeah. not you, the guy I was staying with, to, to wear jeans both days. But you were also told by a lifelong resident of Minnesota that you should wear shorts. I th- and yes. I said, I think I'm yes. going to wear shorts on Saturday. I know I'll be wearing them on Sunday. Right. And yes, I did I, both days and I was fine. I was, I was, uh, I was the wrong direction there. But you look very comfortable, very very professional and you know why don't you get, give us some of your adventures kind of like where was your where you, where, did you, where did you definitely want to be one thing I'd like to mention is you know how I didn't do any interviews this year because it's just a train wreck they're right next to the stage and where, it's so yeah, where loud where was it again it was right next to the stage who does this I have no idea uh, Northern Invasion seems to be the only place I t- I'm guessing that it, I'm not the only person that that's going this direction because anytime I was in the media tent there was nobody doing anything. I saw nobody milling around. The butcher babies canceled their whole. They had a time slot. They were going to be there. They didn't even come, probably because nobody, you know, signed up to interview them. I'm thinking that there are more people that cover this event every year. They're like the 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 interviews are. You have to have so much gear, just to have because you have to have a mic in front of everybody. There's no way sure. you can pick it up otherwise. So with, with the butcher babies, can we go on them real quick? Oh yes, definitely. Okay, so what, well, so we're still on day about, one. It doesn't matter. Okay, we're not going to do completely sequential, but okay, but but as far as the 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 butcher babies tell tell the people what this Zippo tent is that's in some of these AEG fests now. Okay, yeah, I, apparently they've been doing this every year, but never I knew just, about it. Yeah, it's it's a little bit of a secret. Yeah, if you buy a like a, a Zippo at the Zippo lighter tent, uh, you get access to one of the acoustic performances. They don't tell you who it's going to be there, but because we're such powerful people in the industry, we, we had a list in advance of who was going to be there. You had to whisper to me as you thought you were going to be tackled. Yeah, so, well, we were right next to the woman setting it up, <laughs> if so, you recall. I thought you were, you were joking with no, me. No, like, she was like, there's the woman right there. Like, Butcher babies are doing an acoustic <laughs> set. If, now, you've, I, if you've ever wanted to hear how terrible they sound singing and have their, stri- their songs stripped down to the bare bones to see that they are not actual songs... Come on in. Yeah, For $20 gonna... Zippo lighter, you can see three. Yeah. Uh, did I, you see a, the set, by the way? I did not. Uh, and I, I talked to one of the photographers who did, uh-huh. and his review was simply, they should stick to screaming. <laughs> That's right. Uh, but I did catch Red Sun Rising and uh, uh, Blackstone Cherry, which were... They were very. It was fun. It's like it's it's real quick. It's just kind of an added bonus. You get away from the event a little right. bit. It's quiet, uh, and then you go back and you know rock out. So it's it's a, it's a cool thing if you want to buy, especially if you smoke. Um, yeah. I'm not really sure what you need a lighter for. It otherwise, twenty bucks is the cheapest lighter I could find. Yeah, they had no so. logo on it. For, so, but that only gives you the three song set too. Yeah, not only I, one, I, you get to only go in one. I don't know if you, if you get all, all right. the, the whole day or not, or Fair just the, the next one. Okay. But uh, I didn't dig into it much further than that. But yeah, no, it was cool. Uh, but okay. the, yeah, so the butcher babies apparently were a must see. Um, I almost went just out of curiosity. I'm like, what the fuck? Because you acoustic? like train wrecks. Yes, I mean, that's, I, mean I, I do. I would just like to see if it was a, a, a an acoustic set. Really, everybody's on stools and there's just the whole man's nipple tape. I always not just them. The oh, men man. too, just just nipple tape front and back. I always root for hammered Vince when I see Vince Neil. <laughs> right, I've exactly. never got it. No. Oh, but yeah, no, yeah, whatever. Day one was light for me. I oh, only shot four oh, bands. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was the Bronx, and then next up was uh, what, like you said, Blackstone Cherry. Can I tell you my impressions of their set first, or would you, you like to lead? Take you have the honors. Okay. So Blackstone Cherry, I'm a really big fan of their first three albums. They're self-titled um, Folklore, and there's the one I always script the title on, but it's the one that has your favorite song, um, "Blame It on the Boom Boom." Everything, my very, very, like, bad 
Blackstone Cherry completely violated, as well as a couple other bands. But what is your opinion on any kind of... I say that any kind of uh, fest uh, set, there is a zero vamping policy. (laughs) Do you know what vamping is? No. Vamping is when you say, like, introduce the band. Start bullshitting with a half-ass solo. A 30-second drum thing. Like, you don't introduce... You don't introduce your fucking band when you have 35 minutes to play. Yeah. You don't spend they took a song uh one of my one of my favorites off their newer al- uh, newer albums called uh, uh Cheaper to Drink Alone. They made it into like a 10 minute Leonard Skinner yeah. thing when they only have 35 minutes to play. What are your opinion what are what's your opinion? Yeah, um I I think I, I turned the corner on them and seeing them live last time at Northern Invasion. Yeah. I'll tell you this, they dressed a lot fancier this time they did then. Yeah. Uh, believe it or not. Uh, Where's the corner now? Uh, well, now I. They're a good live band. They're they're a very talented band. Yes. Uh, a great singer, uh, good musicians. Actually, the whole band sings too. Yep. Um. So they're 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 just really solid. And they run around a lot. When when they energetic. when they hit on a song, it really hits you. Yep. And I just they just they don't have that many. They're more like their batting average is more like in baseball. You know what I mean? Yep. Like three out of ten, maybe. That's completely correct. The first out al- the first albums were the best, which was very. Uh, infuriating to me and uh, my buddies too they're, they're, they're fans that they played one my lord song. you guys all know way too much about Blackstone Cherry listening to you guys debate their settlers <laughs> was one of the highlights for me I bet it was I'm like I have no idea what you're talking about <laughs> I know they didn't play Blame It on the Boom Boom but other than that I don't know you no know that's off their third record no it's actually off their fourth album I'll it? tell you there was a terrible nerd 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 <laughs> weekend how can, <laughs> they, how can you nerd out you know on what? Blackstone I'll Cherry I'll tell you what I can't wait you know what they're I'll a t- backyard barbecue band. I'll, I'll tell you how you can uh, nerd on Blackstone Cherry because I can just imagine me going to a local club and coming out of this conversation. That was off the th- third Y&T album. Yes, oh, 
this is so good. Are you taking that was Summertime Girls. That was that was the one they were supposed to play. That was Come Black on. Tiger. Y&T. No, yeah. I, I totally agree. It should be that way. But the point is, if you're at a fest, you did not play in a six-song set. Three songs off your new album. They played three songs yeah. off the new album. And yeah, they broke a lot of rules. They played a lot of rules. So you don't play a lot of new songs off your new Especially album. Especially when you have hits. Yeah. Right. And can I use that as a segue yes. to go into this? What song did you see acoustically by them that they absolutely should have played? In my life. Right here, right now, we're falling apart while we're falling down. Who knew to her we feel this good? Moving along so far from home, my mistakes go on and on. In truth, I hate to be alone. It's in my blood and it's in my bones, in my heart and it's in my soul. And when I'm gone, I hope you'll understand. When I get home, I'll make amends. When Tuesday comes, I'll be gone again. And when I'm gone, I hope you'll understand.
let's crack open a beer. So going into that backyard barbecue thing, In My Blood could easily, I think, fit into a classic Leonard Skinner album. Sure. And it would fit. I would like it more if it was Blackberry Smoke, and then I could still just hate Blackstone Cherry. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> just, move it, just move that one song. Move that one song to them. Yeah, then they don't have enough good that I like, you know, okay. but no, I'm so, just kidding. Yeah, I mean, Blackstone Cherry violates a lot of things. I mean, again, we just said the vamping, the little five-second solos, the playing too many new songs, but also with that is that they have black in their name. Mm-hmm. There was also another band there that weekend with, actually, there were three stone bands. Blue Stones, new band. Yeah. Stone Temple Pilots. Yeah. Blackstone Cherry. Can we can we have enough of what, the rocks and the colors? Seriously, man. We've talked about this before, but the cape's coming out. There's a new band called the Blue Stones. Who the fuck? It could have been Black Stones. Is it? <laughs> just, the black, just the black stones. The black stone. What's another cherry? How about, how about the black stone? Blue, black stone tr- strawberries. Blue stone cherry pilots. <laughs> that sounds delicious. Yeah. There you go. That sounds like a cereal. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what, man? I don't like your rules and like, oh, you can't use the word black or stone. <laughs> like, you, what are you, some freaking weird, like, satanic geologist? Yes. I, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Listen. After the well, black, there you go. There's, black there, there's a band name. I'm giving it to the world. What Satanic geologist. <laughs> That's great. Oh my god. Yeah, Black Sabbath is just. I would say Black Crows is the official cutoff. After that, no more black. No more black in the names. I don't know. We'd have no Black Veil Brides then. That is true, man. That's that's a whole thing. You want to get into that right now? Onyx scarfed <laughs> spouses. Spouses, yes. <laughs> Let's just talk about them now. There's no reason to go into order. Nobody's nobody's looking at the set list. I guess. Or whatever. Yeah, they suck. Up. Come on. Is that the summation? Yeah, I don't. Do you got any more? I do, and that is the that, first that, time seeing them. By the way, for you, yes. Kind of. Okay. I, mean, I didn't really. I wouldn't say that I actually saw them. You know oh, what I'm saying? Oh, gotcha. I, I mean, I saw the first couple. Let's say I missed songs. it, Bob. I missed. I missed or whatever. Yeah, but I mean, I. Yes, this is my first time. This is how many times, unfortunately, for you? Oh, man, too many. At least three. Okay, so I... And you know what? Every time, see Tommy Summers. Loves it. (laughs) (laughs) That dude was rocking out. Tommy Summers from Three Sides of the Coin also said he couldn't tell the difference between any Red Sun Rising songs, but... Fucking oh, black he, velvet. Whoa, 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 whoa. He, he actually like put that on a blog or something? No, he sent it to me in the photo pit. He's like, was that two or three? I can't tell the difference between their songs. And I'm like... They're very different songs in the and style. You and you think Black Veil Brides is this like, you know, f- shape and color arc of... Let const- me tell you, Black Veil Brides, the only reason that somebody... Hey, quick idea. Go we, ahead. we need to invite Tommy on to play Black Veil Bride or Lie. He's a diehard yes, fan. You heard it right now, Tommy. Come on come on up. We're going to read lyrics, and you're going to have to guess if it's if it's a real, bride? a bride or a lie. Yeah. And we can even give you the previous episode. The track. <laughs> you can even listen to so it. Download it and you listen to it. You're not going to be able to tell the difference when we start reading them to you. Oh, but yeah, he was enjoying himself. Anyway. So that, that's that, that's lyrics alone. I thought they were a joke at uh, Rock on the Range. Like maybe in 2010, yeah. 2011, they were playing like the third stage. And I said, then I called it. I said, these guys are nothing but a little bunch of little Nicky Sixes. <laughs> so I've got a couple names also that they should have for the band. Okay. The White Six. Okay. Yeah. All right. Instant divorce. <laughs> let that one sit in for a little bit. Yeah, let that marinate. Oh my god! Uh, Bathroom break brides. Yes. 
Anyway, that's my summation. This is a quick three. That I wrote these down immediately. We when seem I saw to have them. a lot of advice for Blackville Brides. I really you know? do. I really have to. Because uh, we, we uh, we're here to help, though. I mean, do you we, know why I have a lot of advice? Because somebody is burning through their four hundred one k supporting these motherfuckers. <laughs> you think okay? it's uh, Andy Blacks or Andy Beerset? What's his name? Andy Six. Andy. He goes by three names. Whatever. What are you talking about the singer uh, Andy Beerset. Andy know. Six. Combined, these guys seriously are they? They they're <laughs> young kids that obviously wear wigs. Though they got the up close, you see the whole like, uh, or they're amazing stylists and everything like that. But they had the Nikki Six hair, and they're tiny too. Yeah, they're maybe um, 110 pounds each, each, yeah. each like that. And I'm looking around, and it's like the the singer. I don't even know if he's attempting to sing or he's not singing, or it's just there's nothing there. I think they're there to make uh, Avenged Sevenfold seem legit. <laughs> they use them there to say like, here, here's another hot topic band. Yeah. But, and again, when I'm looking at it, too, to go to... The, not like afraid a, like to a get kiss. a neck tattoo. <laughs> like, like a Kiss fan getting into him because the imagery or like that. Mm -hmm. It goes the whole thing. Like, however you can criticize Kiss, even if you're the biggest critic, you've got to admit they had a handful of songs you can, you yeah. can sing. Even if you break it down to five, being 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 a huge hater and stuff like that, these guys have no songs. Yeah, there is not one anthem that you go like, uh, oh, I well at least I can kind of guilty pleasure this, you know? Because right. I honestly, we rip on Five Finger a lot. There's a couple songs that when they play, I'm like, correct. I can at least nod yeah, my head. Like, and, yeah, you can. Eh, not that bad. Yeah, right, right. There's some stuff there, but they have right. I would take Five Finger Death Point punch over that. There's the comparison. What? I can't stand Five Finger Death Punch, and I can't stand Black Blackfield Brides. I see something that people might like in Five Finger Death Punch. Right. It's just different than what I like. I see nothing redeemable in no. Blackfield Brides. No. They literally are just like, I like this poster, so they're my band. <laughs> right. It's, it's nothing but that. So you want, with that, what Blackfield Brides song you want to play? Oh, yeah. In the end. <laughs> band that's after seeing them not gonna go see them again but they have a few tracks out there and uh there's there's there are one that are named after uh, rob kern should get some kind of copyright spirit animal Ooh, okay nice. guys guy uh, it, perfect example of how a band not to dress not to have energy things like that this is a terrible setup for the song and way too many keyboards for not having a keyboard player if you have that much keyboard, did you hear a lot of backing tracks? Is that what it was? Yeah, more was than it? backing tracks. I'm talking like fundamentally key parts of the song, right, right. Being performed by a computer. Look, I don't mind. By the way, I'm not a hater on backing tracks. Yeah, yeah no, I hear they, you. They emphasize. I mean, well, plus it's hard. Even Van Halen used them. Yeah, when when they because they didn't want to bring a keyboard to do. I don't know if you remember that. Like when Sammy would play, they would. Oh not right, have right. A, they would just play. They would just play the, jump they would just play the nineteen. Yeah, they play. They just hit a thing. So I'm not a hater on that, but I'm like, if you're literally like, you know, you know, if if Elton John is playing, you know, a "Candle in the Wind" right. to a backing track while guitar players, drummers, and everything else is on stage, correct? That's stupid, but uh, that's kind of what I'm comparing right, it to. Right. So there's this one song that is. Uh, they're they're a fairly douchey band. This one guy looks like a. 
I think had a, both a uh, man bun and a waxed mustache um, <laughs> as the guitarist and everything like which is a twofer. I like to call that a twofer hipster. Move. Yeah. But uh, but but the they target had hipster. Though, the one song that I heard on Spotify when I was starting to like do my whole vetting process for going to it was a was a song called Front Seat Feeling. <laughs> you buy a ticket to fly to another state to go see a two-day festival mm-hmm. you checked out about after three hours of day one. Oh, 100 percent yeah so you yes. missed the tray you i've never been a big fan but they've always had just an edge of like an 80s metal vibe to them that they which do which album because the one i listen to are all screamo well i know what the one i have has it yeah they do the screamo thing but they'll also like some of the music and also like i don't know i'll tell you what when we're done here i'll play one of the songs that are more okay, influenced okay. by that because that's that. that's what i was i was 
Do they play any of that live, by the way? Yeah, they played the song I'm going to play here. Okay, uh, cool. Towards the end of the night when I was back at the hotel, yeah. uh, I, I was pretty drunk, and I remembered how the singer commented on how much he appreciated playing in front of, in front of such a diverse crowd. Sure. Uh, which, of course, I was like, he's got a point. So I agreed. Why don't you and I list off uh, the diversity uh, this audience had? Oh, yeah. You, like, you, the, you, what you, kind you, of people you want to see here? We, I saw old white people. I definitely did, but I also saw young white people. I saw some slightly older than young people white people. Poor white people? Yeah, some poor white people, less poor white people. Mm-hmm. What about white people who have money but still like uh, Atreyu? <laughs> I saw some of them there. They were at the stage. There. <laughs> uh, I saw white people from Wisconsin. I also saw white people from Minnesota. Wow. I mean, that is that is like a sea of diversity. It is like... Well, but, but I also saw white people passed out on at 2 o'clock in the morning. Oh, the right. There was, there was also not passed out white people. Uh, we had dinos- <laughs> people dressed up as dinosaurs that if you took off their dinosaur uh, costume would be white people. Yeah, right on. Uh, I saw uh, white, oh, pe- white I people s- selling beer. I saw white people wearing uh, Bud Light uh, hats made out of a 12-pack. Oh, I saw that too. I saw white people who made me look like I, like I was four inches tall. Oh, uh, no, we're having a little fun here, obviously. But, you know, you know back more... It- there was not much diversity there. No, there really wasn't. It, it was as diverse as a Indianapolis Colts football game crowd. Or an Indianapolis 500. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was- By the way, can I tell you... Uh, it was diverse ones- as the locker room at the Masters. <laughs> <laughs> but on the diversity thing, it's kind of a serious issue in a sense, but I don't know that it should be or not, I mean, I, it doesn't bother me. I'll, I'll tell you this: right. metal shows in general attract much more ratio of women than it used to. Uh, I mean, I it, thought there was a lot more women there. It, that, about, that, it had to be close to 50, 50. almost fifty fifty. Which, you know, and, uh, I mean, it was maybe eighty twenty during the Ozfest run. At least the yeah. ones I went to, I should say. I was actually pleasantly surprised that that it was because it's been um, like these other rock on the range. It's been a bro fest like you've never seen. Yeah. It was maybe. 15%. So we, we said people, not men, because I think if, if right. we would have went back 15, 20 years, we could have done that. Right. Um, look, there were people of, of different ethnic ethnicities all throughout this festival. But we're to, also in to, Wisconsin. To imply that, that it's a or diverse it's crowd is what we're making fun right. of, was, not the... And they said it wasn't them, that, but Blackstone said it too. Yeah. What a great diverse crowd we're having out here. You got we're, people we're, that like Blackstone Cherry. <laughs> yeah, here we go. White people that like Blackstone Cherry. White people that like Slipknot. White no, people no, that like... White people that know a lot more about Blackstone Cherry than they should and have yeah. arguments about it. <laughs> and white people who don't standing next to them. Uh, White people that actually bitch about our set yeah, afterwards. Yeah, so yes, yeah. I hear you. No, I just wanted to kind of like because I didn't want to make it sound. Like, I just want to clarify that we're not joking about any type of like inclusion or anything like that. Nope. It's just, I mean, I'm all for the dinosaurs crowd surfing. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, we got from different generations. Yeah, we yeah. got to have them in there. I think it was a very wide generation gap. I will say this. I, yeah, no, it was it was big time. It was uh, that, and then they had the uh, the youth of America bringing their their kids there in wearing all masks like I yes, told you about. Yeah. There weren't very many children and we I guess I will That's say good. That. It's like they don't say you can't bring them, but yeah, you probably should bring They them. literally say that it's like it's it's Is all ages, it but oh yeah, the, the, I didn't say that. That's what I, no no, it's on uh, Northern Invasion literally says it. Like on their list they say that it's an all ages show, but we encourage you to leave your children at home. <laughs> That's I like that. Well, it's the same thing as the sign that says uh, crowd surfing strongly discouraged, but if you do it, eh, it's okay, we'll take you back. Yeah. There is a guy that crowd surfed over me. At least six times during a single song. One of the that children through it with a cigarette in his mouth the entire time. <laughs> on that's on, impressive. On stage left, 
as you now know that that means, because uh, you were stage right. Uh, I was on Gene's side. Yeah, okay, I was on Tommy's side. Yeah, okay. That's for you, Ace. Uh, <laughs> there was one of the kids I did see there was maybe 11, 12-year-old girl. She was crowd surfing nonstop during Stone Temple Pilot. And I'm like, where are the parents? Oh, my God. And by the way, this is a place where... Where are the parents? <laughs> just to go into us sounding like really old men, The uh, this place, by the way, does not fuck around with the actual floor it's not a grass floor it's no, not a concrete it's not a uh, it sometimes you have the modified like i've seen where it has kind of the rubber uh, movable flooring for like a soccer field yeah, or okay. something like that yeah. that's what they have at other places this is if you are crowd surfing and you fall you're basically going to die it's it's straight up concrete <laughs> you're gonna well, crack you're gonna crack something well the, the dinosaur fell we did yeah um the first crack they they, they dropped him <laughs> but Probably the good thing is, is it was very hard to get to his arms. Yeah, to, to crack those. <laughs> and he's also like in a padded suit, so he probably that's true. He's bounced right up. <laughs> Why are they gonna wear this uh, shit? Yeah, oh my god! So, uh, so Atreyu.
So as far as the attendance, I know it's hard to you know kind of spitball it, but because um, still, even though it was so busy, it was still manageable. I thought if yeah. you were smart about where you're going to see the bands at the right times and everything like that, um, and being stage right was prime. I thought, um, but anyway, so going going into that, did you think it was the whole Maynard? You know, that one night they had Perfect Circle, one night they had Tool. Do you think that helped the attendance this year? Uh, well, I, I personally do, yes. Um, but uh, I'm basing that largely on it. Attendance has dropped every year. It was, oh, it has. It was sold out the first year. Okay. Now, I don't think they've ever even called this an official sellout. But and it's always been plenty busy, sure, right? But, sure. you know, there was noticeably more people there this year, close to the first year. And I know Tool fans go nuts. And, and this is the first time they've been playing for in a year. So it might even get people traveling that they wouldn't so travel. Was that was this their first show live? Yeah, and, 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 in a, or in some time, in some time, sure. Yeah. Of the year, maybe. Or of the like year, that, for yeah. sure. Oh, okay, yeah. good. This is Unless like setlist.com was wrong. Okay, fine. <laughs> that's, that's my source. Fair enough. Uh, okay, so but but you think? Um, so that and was there a were a lot poll. of tool shirts everywhere. So it's more than last year. Definitely more than last year. Yes. Oh, easily. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's the whole thing. This is fe- this fest is one of the. I think it, they, I pulled up. They they bring in. It's no chump change, but they bring in like a million dollars of yeah. revenue over the weekend. But it's the lowest grossing AEG one. Yeah. But it's also one of the 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 younger ones out there so far. But I think like the Maynard Perfect Circle thing was definitely a unique thing. I. What is your thoughts about Tool and Perfect Circle in general? Well, I didn't get to see much of a from Perfect a Circle. For... They, they were playing the same time as a yeah. Treyu, and, and I watched their whole set uh, because I was photographing them uh, over a Perfect Circle, and I also liked them a little better. Sure. Uh, but I did catch the tail end of it. It was fine. If you like them, I thought it sounded good. They played well, what I heard anyway. Did you see Maynard during Perfect Circle? I was up way back in the hill. I was okay, basically fine. watching the video screen, right, right, so right, that's right. kind of a, different, a bad way to, to judge it. Sure. Uh, but Tool... They they gave us the the photo credential for one song, which you know, frankly, if it's a Tool song, is not that big a deal. You're gonna get an <laughs> right. eight minute song, yeah. you know, to start Makes with. Sense. But they're very visual uh, in the sense that they do a lot of lights. But Maynard himself dressed like almost like in this weird spaceman suit, or like I said, he dressed like Ant Man. You okay. know what I mean? And because he dressed up so cleverly, and you would think he'd want people to see him. But no, uh, he was in the only part of the stage next to the drummer. So at the back, unlit the entire time we were photographing them. And it's like, I, I imagine Maynard as a child on Halloween uh-huh. getting dressed up, maybe even making his own costume and, just, <laughs> and really wanting, like, to just, this is amazing. And then watching a movie at home with it on. You know? <laughs> It's like, why are you doing this? You're not even lighting. I mean, literally, I'm not underselling this at all. The only light that hit him was light from other parts of the stage. You saw him walk out and you saw the outfit. Yes. And he didn't show anybody yet. Yeah, I could see it probably better than anybody could in the audience because, you know, I'm in the photo pit. But he's just basically a shadowy figure and he's doing all these weird dance moves and stuff. And he's doing, he's trying to be theatric. Right. I mean, that's like, what's the fucking point of what I don't know. It's it's the same thing as if I were to wear my gimp outfit for the wife and everything like that and then ask for all the lights to be off. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm here to be looked at. Yes. You know what I mean? I've put this effort in. Right. Why are you not showing this stuff? I know you're not underselling it because of the fact that I saw an entire show where he didn't have any special suit on. I saw him walk out, wave to the crowd, and hide behind a wall of speakers the entire show. And the spotlight was off of him. I think this, you could see the band sort of. Yeah. But most, basically, we were just looking at it. was like going to a, like a Gorillaz concert. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, I've seen Perfect Circle and I think like Nine Inch Nails and I 
co-headlining tour or something like that years ago, and they did nothing for me uh, either of them that night actually. But yeah. but the but I don't know. Um, but with that said, since you are a Tool fan, let's play something you do like. Okay. favorite bands for the first time this weekend that is correct how yes. was it red sun rising it was they exceeded my expectations they played about what three o'clock in the afternoon yesterday mm-hmm. and they came out looking very clean and dapper yeah yes uh, very uh, i'm okay firm. with the new haircuts you're not okay yeah. with the haircuts yet <laughs> you know what i don't like to complain about them too much that would be the I'm one kidding. complaint they're, they're just overall image yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. i think it's kinda, a little too clean a little soft yeah whatever but um and I don't like the the whole like daisies with eyes staring at me from the backdrop. Yeah. It's a little too much. Oh, uh, okay. But anyway, very colorful. But the hey, point it was something is, different. It was something different, exactly. And I will say this too at this point that that before I, because I want to mention it to not forget to mention it. The first day of this fest had way too much screamo. The second day is exactly what I love about fests, which is a very nice, a little punk. They even had this. Uh, I didn't rapper. like her. I didn't like her, but this Whitney Payton, you know, mm-hmm. at least I had some rap there. They had uh, more classic rock, like your Blackstone Cherry. You had, um, you know, modern. It was more of a, you know what I mean, right? Uh-huh. What a fest should be. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I agree. Okay. It wasn't all M- like musically. Modern. I liked day two uh, more. Yes. Uh, fun wise, I had way more fun on Saturday. Because you got drunk. Yes. Okay. <laughs> that you could listen to anything. But, yeah, I but, didn't have much to do, so I... Okay, that's right. I'm out. <laughs> yeah. Check Perfect. out if I, you left and uh, I got Perfect wasted. Circle's playing a 30-minute song, and it's awesome! Uh. No, my God. But anyway, so 
So the point being is that Red Sun started their set off with, I think, twenty a 20-second acapella intro to Amnesia. Yeah. And right from that point, I was like, these guys are great. Because this is one of these things where you cannot fake it. It was perfect harmonizing. Your, Beatles level of quality harmonizing. Yes. yes. And your Blackstone Sherry theory, they, they did the opposite of that. Uh, no introductions. Nope. No solos. Nope. They played hits with a subtle mix. By the way, they only have two records, so you right. know you're going to get, you know, a co- more than they played one. Played two new songs. Yeah, they played three. They did three and Was three. It three new songs. Yeah. Okay. Well, they, but they blended in well because the their best song and the highlight for me though actually was hearing Death Wish live. Yeah, that was because very good. it it worked. It's a uh, if you haven't heard it before, check it out. We've featured it in a previous episode, so we're not going to feature music by them because we've overplayed them almost. But the <laughs> but the point being is it has a breakdown where I talk about the, those those Beatles harmonies. Mm-hmm. It has a breakdown that the, the second half of that song just does a whole sing along, and it was cool to see because that album's been out for a little bit. That people were singing along to yeah. it, getting into it. So I was really impressed with them, energy wise. But, but uh, uh, the bass player for Red Sun is a little bit of a fancy boy with his bare feet and his straw hat. <laughs> so the funny thing is, he was stage left. Oh, he was all over. He he violated right? the Gene Simmons I'm rule. A, I'm <laughs> he went past that mid mark. Yeah. <laughs> he broke the trademark. Can you imagine if if, if, uh, if Gene goes past that and there's like a Paul Stanley alarm? They just go. <laughs> It's like an invisible fence for a dog. It just gets shocked. That's a giant tongue. <laughs> but going back to this excellent, excellent performance. Yep. Um, if you weren't a fan, like my buddy that was there, who is a very important man, so I can't use his real name, so I'll call him Chris. He um, w- was there and uh, uh, was instant. He, no, like, what was your favorite band? He just goes, I got to just tell you guys, Red Sun Rising, best band of the day. I mean, everything about them from like being on, uh, showing up, ready to play, engaging the crowd, engaging, yeah, efficient, knowing how to do a six song set. Yeah, I've interviewed them a couple times, just being very professional in that situation. Engaging, yeah. look like they're having fun because they are having fun. It's okay to ask them a yes or no question; they will not say yes or no. <laughs> uh, so that it, kind of thing. It's uh, yeah. So you want me to use that? Um, to go into the next band, yeah, definitely. What do we got? Now, I, I don't think you see the same connection with me, but they they mentioned you know, hey, it's great to be on the stage with bands that have influenced us and things like that. And definitely, if you hear a couple of songs off of their debut, that you know that Alice in Chains is an influence on them. 
yeah. like uh, Other Side. Mm-hmm. They mentioned uh, Tool, too, as, a, did as they? an influence. I didn't hear at that. The, at the acoustic uh, session. Okay, okay. Um, that I didn't know. But... And they mentioned who you're going to go into, I think. Oh, they did? Okay. Because yeah. I can definitely see from, maybe just from um, uh, an aesthetic of their band and everything, like kind of the Stone Temple. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's the flowers. They have flowers in their thank you album. Yeah. I don't know. And there's something about it that just reminds me of Stone Temple and their I uh, see that. I get where you're going You with do? That. Okay. Yeah. And um, so can we talk about Stone Temple, who I want to just tell you right now, before we go into it, is that this is my third... Yes, third time. I've seen them with uh, with Wyland at like a fest like 15 years ago. Yeah, same here. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. Same I saw at this venue, by the way. Really? Yeah. What was the fest? It was uh, X-Fest. Oh, and they did, yeah, when bands used to actually... When, yeah. On Memorial when, Weekend, I, it was rainy that weekend, but... Okay. Uh, anyway, I saw them. Okay. And then I saw them once about three or four years ago with Chester. Okay. So this is my third third time seeing them, each with a different singer. So Do you mind if I just kind of tell about their performance and the new singer? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Well, they got they have a new singer, and you know anybody who's heard the new song Meadow that what that came out a couple months ago, there's clearly a, a Scott Weiland vibe to to his singing. And, and stuff. we featured it. Yep. Um, and I'm I, I'm like I, I guess said at the time too. If you go back and listen, I have to hear more, and I'm a little on the fence on, on how I feel about them getting that close to the the actual singer. And after seeing them, right. I'm actually. I'm not okay with it. I think metal's a great song, and if he's going to sing like that, I I get that, okay? At this stage of their career, they probably want to be able to deliver a, a, a set that sounds like what people want, and I think they maybe right. didn't get the success with Chester they were hoping for. Uh, that said, his stage moves, if anybody hasn't seen him, uh, he is miming Wyland. He's literally like, it, it felt more like an understudy at a Broadway play than a replacement singer in a band. And I look, Don't well, go into the miming. To me, what he looks like. Well, yeah, he's got the bleach blonde spiked hair. He looks like he looks kind of like Wyland and kind of like Spike from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Well, I, I wonder though, like to me, like they crossed a line so offensive that like, what's next? Are are you gonna like have him like change his look to kind of match certain eras of Wyland? Because you know Wyland would would kind of change. His oh, sure, he did a like bit. a red hair and yeah. some of that. You know, I hear what you're saying, but but it's like, but, but the way he that that whole dance move he's doing that's oh yeah totally taken from Wyland. Let the guy be who he is. If you want him to sing like Wyland, I'm okay with that. And but I th- get that because how, I don't think you could really do those songs. When Chester did them, uh, you didn't see them live yeah. or anything like that, but he did sound like Wyland in, in every single song that wasn't. They played like one song okay. by their new thing, but he certainly didn't prance around the stage like him. Yeah, and, and that, that to me, look, some people want to talk about this stuff like it's no big deal. Um, it's a little. It was a little weird, but halfway through. To me, the, ma- the, 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 the musicians do matter. Otherwise, why are you there? Right, and you know uh, the other argument is why should you keep you know these guys from going out and making a living I'm not. and playing that you're not exactly right, just yeah. have him. My whole thing is this: he dressed, he basically looked exactly like him. If you blurred your eyes, yeah. you would think that Wyland was on stage. You no, know, not well. I, I wasn't wearing my glasses. I was wearing my sunglasses. No, you're good to go then. So yeah, I you're was already like, there. Hey, Wyland's still alive. Wyland's still alive. That's it. Yeah. I totally get what, what you're trying to say, Baco, and I want to play some Stone Temple Pilots before we can go into Alice in Chains. But with that said, I mean, it was a little eerie that two bands in a row were essentially dead singer bands, both from heroin. Yeah. 
the fact that they pitted Alice in Chains and Andrew WK against <laughs> each other for the last two bands yeah. besides Tool is one of two theories of that. Either that's genius counterprogramming saying everybody that wants to hear an uplifting talk about life and everything's awesome at all times goes over here. Everybody wants to hear something that's quite depressing over here, go over here. Maybe Tool, I have maybe Maynard picked it. I think so. Yeah. Well, kind of like what you were talking about leading into uh, the song we just played with Stone Temple Pilots. You compared like you know two bands with singers that have died from heroin. Um, yep. But uh, I like the way Allison Chains replaced Lane Steely a lot better than what STP is doing. Of course. Um, you know because they got a guy who can sing the stuff but doesn't sound like him. He can harmonize with with Jerry like Lane did, but yeah. doesn't sound like him. And he clearly doesn't look like him. Obviously not. Um, you know, he, not trying to mimp. He plays guitar. Lane didn't. You know what I mean? He's just Right. They didn't say, they, when they went and found this guy, they said, they said we will, we're will we going to pick what we think is probably going to be the best singer for this band. Yeah. Period. doesn't matter no. if he's got a huge fro. It doesn't matter if he, he's, he's this. We want somebody that, that will take this band and, and make it. Because when they came back, it was like, what, 10, 15 years? Yeah, I mean, it's what they're about to release their third record with them, so it's got to be at least 10. Right, I think the first time they came back was 09, but it was like, they're like, we have to, I think they specifically said, let's just, this has got to be legit if we're going to try to put this back right. in. Right, yeah. Know? It seemed to, the, yeah. And that, you forget how much that Lane, um, that Jerry uh, Cantrell has in the songwriting. You forget how many of those songs he actually almost sees, sings leads on. Yeah, especially towards the end. I mean, Lane was really only heavy on the first two full lengths and the two EPs. Uh, because by the time they did the the the, the self titled tripod record, whatever with the three legged dog, right? I mean that was a, largely. I mean, it was almost like he was brought in almost as a favor. And, and just to steal a joke from from Chris Sinzak, um, you know that was the Alice in Chains self titled one with a three legged dog. Mm-hmm. It has a dog with three legs as it represents the three good songs on it. <laughs> and it clearly is working for him. You know what I mean? The, right. They're no, doing okay. It it didn't the, the the world didn't revolt because of they they got a singer who's not white. Right. You know. I mean, it was right. it was all it was fine. You Correct. don't you you choose to go down this you know journey path where you want someone who's just gonna you know sound just like the singer. And it's even worse when you you take it to the point where he sounds and looks like him. Like he might as well be in like a a tribute band. I see where you're going there. Is this the first time you've seen him with? With the ball, yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What were your thoughts? He's good. Um, they, they take. I, they have no stage presence. I think. Nope. I think that bit worked better in the '90s when they were young too. Right now, it's like, well, what do you? I mean, I told you earlier today. It was like they're at band practice. They just kind of sit and stare at each other, and it's like they're trying to decide what song to pick next. They you don't mean talk. when they, a song would end, there'd be like silence sometimes, right? Almost every one. Yeah, like about thirty seconds. That's been their shtick the last couple times I've seen them too. Yeah, so I mean, that would be the only thing. They sounded great, but you know, they're not visually all that. The fact that they played uh, Nutshell and No Excuses back-to-back was awesome, I thought. Yeah, that was that really cool. acoustic part. and But I will tell you that uh, two things, this is my complaint on them, is that I thought they were not that loud. Like, they, they should have been they should have been louder. Hmm. And also their mix, even when they were playing the beginning of Wood, you could hear that uh, the bass guitar wasn't plugged in right. It was like, I don't know. It was just, it didn't sound, I've seen them multiple times. It was the worst sound I've heard. Okay. From Stone Temple sound much better as far as the mix. Red Sun Rising should not sound better than Alice in Chains as far as the, the mix goes <laughs> and things like that. If you see yeah. my me- if you see my meaning, there's no reason a headliner was. So before because of that, about four songs in, I did what I thought I would never do is leave an Alice in Chains set to run across the way to see what you were already experiencing. And mm-hmm. I want to hear your thing. Cause I think between the both of us, we saw the whole show. Yeah. Okay. 
As so the first three songs of Andrew WK, you're yeah, talking so about. Yeah, so tell right? me about Andrew WK, his his his, his stage <laughs> presence, uh, what I think is is great performance art that has been put on people for years. But go ahead. I am 100% sold on Andrew WK now. <laughs> me too. Uh, I will never buy a record of his. Neither will I. I, I will never pay for his music. Um, <laughs> but I will tell you this: that guy. He, Everything he does from like his own personal image, which hasn't changed. Nope. Uh to to the members of his band, which I'll talk on in just a second. Amazing. To to the, the songs he writes and what they sound like. You cannot tell me this is not original stuff. I mean, I, I and it I told my wife, I think Andrew WK was that kid in school that everybody made fun of, but he didn't realize it was a joke. So in tribute to the great Andrew WK. Let's do the countdown. We got to do it. We got to do the buildup to the outro song. Absolutely. Drink. Okay. Here we go. 99. 98. 97. 96. 95. 94. Did you you forget a number? Rock's not dead. It's hiding. With a slightly unwashed shirt in Somerset, Wisconsin.
Maryland sports fans, there's only one sports book in the great state of Maryland with over 50 years' experience booking bets and supporting customers. Betfred Sportsbook at Long Shots is now open and is the only sports book in Frederick offering cash betting on football, basketball, world soccer, and more. Visit the Betfred Sportsbook at I-270 and MD-85 in Frederick, right next to Long Shots Off-Track Betting. Go to BetfredSports.com for more information and your chance to win exclusive merchandise. Must be 21 or older. Play responsibly. For help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. What would you do to achieve the American dream? The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal, comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, The Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. Listen wherever you get your podcasts, or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.